Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, and today I am joined by Randy Andy Datsun. Oh, I'm feeling Randy today, Pete. It's the 9th of January, and you know what that means. It's time for a podcast. Wow, um, that was a seamless yeah. segue, oh, absolutely mate. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. Bit sore as well. I'll get into in the in the outro. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, other than that, pretty pretty good. Good start to the to the new year so uh everything mm-hmm. everything rosy how, how about you how's your how's your face how's my face mm. tell you what my face is it's unshaved mate. i've been needing to do it for like a week i shaved it last week but i've been needing to shave it again for like a week and i've just been putting it off because i've been so busy this week and busy in the morning but like, no i'll just do my work I mate, bought, uh, it's getting out of hand i bought it's a crazy. new moisturizer for my face uh which is mm-hmm. good because I, 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 last few times I've got quite sensitive skin. Last few times I've had a shower, so the last few days, um, I've, I've been, I've been sort of afterwards. I just get a very, very dry face, um, from the sort of the water and the soap and the and the shampoo and stuff mix mixing on my skin. So uh, I've, I've, yeah, I've got myself a, a nice, nice new uh, moisturizer. So I feel fresh and I can move my face around without feeling like it's sort of cracking mm-hmm. which is nice yeah so there you go. I, I like i like that the sum total of your story was i got moisturizer mm, i feel i feel moist pete great moist. Uh, let's talk about smackdown um <laughs> uh on the show weirdly it looks like shinsuke nakamura's turning face maybe there's a big epic gauntlet match and shinsuke was kind of the face in it let's talk about it the first thing we're going to be talking about today is this crazy gauntlet match that happened on smackdown and wwe and gauntlet matches 
always seem to produce some sort of new awesome baby face out of it. They know how to book a gauntlet match. I mean, in fairness, it's not hard. Have one person in there and have them persevere through a lot of, you know, trials and all that stuff. It's really easy to build baby faces as it turns out. But it was a very unexpected person because this person was Shinsuke Bloody Nakamura, mm. who's been healed since he turned heel on, on AJ Styles at WrestleMania 34. It's a long time for being a heel. And he's currently in a heel tag team with Cesaro. It was very out of nowhere. And he's recently been losing clean to people like Otis. So it was very unexpected. But let's talk about what actually happened. And then we'll talk about the actual the ramifications afterwards. So mm. Gauntlet match was made with the stipulation being whoever wins gets to challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble. I'm like, great. Love that. Gauntlet match. All in on this. That's a great idea. Love it. Cool. First up was Rey Mysterio versus Sami Zayn. I was like, what a great matchup. This could be a brilliant little bout, this one. Sami Zayn comes out with a camera crew, and he's cutting a promo about this whole conspiracy and how it's all against him. Sure, he's been put in the match for the Universal title, but he's number one in the gauntlet match. It's all adding up. There's so many coincidences. These people with me are going to film an actual documentary from my side, so you can see that I've been screwed out of everything. Blah, 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 blah. Very long promo. Gets in the ring. 619 Sami Zayn loses. Yes. So you were Sorry. right. It was a little match. Um, mm -hmm. I don't mind this booking at all. Like, I, I think it, it works because while Sammy didn't have a lot of time in the ring, he had he had time to to do his thing. His gimmick right now is not really a wrestler. It is the wacky conspiracy theory, theorist. He's growing out his hair. He's growing out the beard. He looks the part. He's playing the part. He's a brilliant promo. He always has been, always will be. He is so underutilized in the ring, but as long as they're using him properly like this, which is in in this role as as the wacky conspiracy theory guy, I don't mind so much um, because he's lost the title. He's not in that picture anymore. He's not. He's arguably not going to be in any title pictures for a while now. So therefore, I really don't mind seeing him like this because it works for me. It clearly works for him. He it, he looks like he's enjoying it as well. Like for a long time in WWE, you sort of looked at Sami Zayn and thought, "You are, you're not really into this, are you?" But but right now, I kind of feel like he's enjoying what he's doing. He loves loves playing the heel, um, and to have him kind of go off for ages and then lose immediately, I think, really works in the sort of in the setting of this match because then mm -hmm. it's kind of like, right, we've got the comedy out of the way. Okay, now now we can have a proper match. Exactly. And it set up Rey Mysterio. And what I thought was going to happen was like, okay, so Rey's going to be the underdog through the match. Um, they always have one. It's the baby face that overcomes right to the end and then they lose or they win at the end. Cool. Rey Mysterio's the guy in this match. Mm. Grand. After that, it was Rey Mysterio versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which just compounded my theory. And I was like, cool. So Nakamura's going to get beaten by Mysterio. All good. <clears throat> but it wasn't that because they had a fun little back and forth. Uh, and then Shinsuke just locks in an armbar and Ray taps. And I was like, yeah. Huh? So, yeah, that, that suggests that they're trying to get over a new finisher mm -hmm. for Shinsuke. And like, it's, it's weird. So in, in WWE, and I'm, this is probably wrong historically, but at, sort of at the moment, I would say having a submission finisher is a bit more, baby face than heel 
But I mean, there aren't actually that many sure. people with submission finishes. Well, you say that. It, but it does work as I mean, I mean, in comparison to like big move finishes, but it really does work as a as a babyface move. So I don't know whether I wonder whether that's part of what they're thinking mm-hmm. um, because there's that kind of trying to tap out a heel is always a brilliant visual. Um, yeah, I so, think, so I think there's probably more submission finishes than you think there are. Mostly they probably are, but... but you just don't think about them quite as much as the. Hey, Roman's Roman's got the guillotine now. There's like Bobby Lashley's mm-hmm. hurt lock. You've got like sharpshooter, figure eight, disarmer, uh, Kirifuda clutch. Uh, Danny yeah, Bryan's okay. got the yes lock. So, exactly, Danny Bryan's a, a babyface. I was right <laughs> with what we're trying to say here. <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't, I don't do rule. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so I, as as I was saying, I'm completely Steph right. Riley's got the Kochi clutch and now. All baby faces have a submission finisher. All of them. Um, so, yeah, to, to see Shinsuke just win this, I was like, mm-hmm. huh, okay, well, he's probably going to lose to whoever's out next. Yeah. And then out comes Baron Corbin. I go, yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so, but I and I still didn't think Shinsuke was going to win. No. This like this next this next mini mini match within the gauntlet match, and then he just does, yeah. And then I go, huh, okay. And it was actually a pretty cool finish. I really liked it because there was, cool there, was uh, there was bits where he was going back and forth. He was going for a keen shutter, which got countered into a deep six. Corbin went for his round the ring post clothesline thing that he did, and just ran straight into a keen shutter, which I yeah. I just really liked. Um, so it's it's a cool finish. Not only are they giving him the baby face submission move, but they're giving him the cool finish, which he mm-hmm. like. I mean, often like heels like Nakamura and stuff, they'll get a, a cheap win just to kind of keep themselves, try and keep themselves as fresh as possible. But in that sort of what was still in my mind, the heel dynamic, I was like, oh, okay, cool. So it, that that that's that's that, right? Good, and I was thinking. Where, where's Cesaro in all of this? Right. He's he's not he's not even in the match. No. So... And when the match got announced at the very start of the show, I was like, wait, Shinsuke's in it, but Cesaro isn't? Come on, man. Cesaro's right there. But no, this, now... this actually worked pretty well because, yeah, as you were about to say, next up was Daniel Bryan. I was yeah. like... Oh, I was like, okay, right. Okay, Shinsuke's going to get his... Is a comeuppance now. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's the, he's the he's the heel, and then he beats Daniel Bryan, and then and he beats Daniel Bryan. And I go, huh? Well, the thing is, they're though, booking something here that no one expected. I'm not not enjoying it, but I am confused. The thing is, though, it wasn't just that Shinsuke beat Bryan; it was mm-hmm. the way he did it. Bryan got in the yes lock, and then he adapted the yes lock as well when Shinsuke was nearly at the ropes and was you know essentially in even tighter. And then Shinsuke still didn't tap. He still made it to the ropes. He came back. He was trying to get in arm bars and all that jazz. And then Daniel Bryan was firing up, doing his baby face thing, hitting drop, kick his, drop kicks in the corner. And then Shinsuke just hits a keen shatter on him and wins. And I was like, I thought Bryan was going to win the match overall. Like, what? Yeah. how is this? What? I and was, even then I yeah. was like, okay, bit of a weird storyline. But do you know what? I like the fact they are pushing Shinsuke as a genuine mm-hmm. single star. And then they shook hands. And I was like, whoa, yeah. what yeah. is going on? So either they've just 
quietly separated Nakamura and Cesaro, which I mean, I don't think either of their contracts are up soon. If if I actually, I think Nakamura's is, but a bit later this year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether they're giving him a final run and trying to convince him, hey, look, here's a singles run. Mm-hmm. Because one thing they don't have on SmackDown is a lot of tag teams. And if they're breaking up another one, you're like, oh, what are they going to do? Because, yeah. uh, spoilers for in the show, there was a big tag team news. We'll, we'll go into it later. Yeah. But it's like, there really aren't many tag teams left now. And, yeah. and then, even more so, at the end of this match, they made him even more of a baby face mm-hmm. because he got beaten down by a, a heel group well, we and forced to lose. Roman and Jay, we can say who yeah. they are. Sorry. I, 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 was, I was calling them, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the head of the table and the guy who sits oh. next to him. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So then, yeah. Then they beat down Shinsuke. Granted, they also beat down the final competitor in the match, yeah. Adam Pierce. We'll get onto all that later. But yeah, they they beat down Shinsuke, and he was robbed of a of a victory. And Shinsuke was celebrating like mad, like proper baby facing up. Like as soon as he pinned Brian, he was up on the turnbuckle, being like, "Yes, come on!" Like he was properly like, I haven't seen him like ham it up that much since he's been a baby face. You know the whole mm. "come on" thing that he always does. You know all that jazz, which I've missed sorely. Um, was it was all here again and i don't know whether this is just a one week here's a thing for shinsuke sure whatever we'll put him back with cesaro next week or this is a much more solidified face turn for shinsuke and whether that means that you know maybe fingers crossed if they are going to split up shinsuke and cesaro make them have a singles feud first so that cesaro feels like betrayed by him or something god i'd love that that would be great I, I'm actually really, really excited for the possibility of this because it's another babyface that Roman can probably beat on his way to WrestleMania at like Elimination Chamber or Fastlane. Give him a singles match with Shinsuke. He can beat him. That's fine. I'd be really into it. It would, yeah, it would genuinely be great. And here's a bit of sort of mild fancy booking because obviously one of the greatest things about Shinsuke Nakamura as a babyface was Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance. Mm-hmm. And I would love it if up until no so we have no fans, no fans, he keeps his uh his music with the, the Japanese lyrics over the top so that people can't sing along. And then like on a show but like get some fans in, and then they re-debut the rising sun, his old music, and there's the whole crowd can just go, ah, right. like just go along with it, and it would feel so good, and I would feel I would feel bumps and gooses. That is a good idea. They won't. They'll do it in the Thunderdome and pipe in the noise. Yes. Just like they're going to pipe in the noise at the Royal Rumble. They're going to pipe in fans going, "Ah," every entrance. And it's going to be horrible. Yeah. It might sound okay. You know what? They've actually done really well with the sound design in the Thunderdome. It was a bit shaky at the start. But I think they've really found their groove with it. Even like the little things in the matches where the crowd chant along with one, two for pinfalls and stuff, they're doing they're doing pretty okay with it. it. You know, it's not the same as having a crowd there, but it's a it's a decent substitute for the situation we're in. So I, yeah, I'm hoping that they can still pull it out at the Rumble and it still will sound okay. It won't be the same, but no. hopefully it will be okay.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We now need to say thank you to some very special people, and those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. If you haven't been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should. Uh, very soon, we're going to have the poll up for WrestleTalk Extra, uh, which means you get to vote on what show uh, that Ollie and Luke get to review for January. There's going to be a lot of Rumble options, obviously. Mm. It's January. Um, but yes, you can vote over there soon. Uh, and if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, then you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to Bad Connection, Thomas Lagden. Woo! Woo! Thank you very much. Blompier's number one fan, Tom Delves. Woo! Woo! Yes, thank you very much. Jack Daniels on the Carl Rocks. Woo! Oh, thank you yeah. very much. Andrew, the last airbender, Mercogliano. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. The Craftsman, Blake Carpenter. Oh, well pronounced. Thank you very much. Good heavens, it's Morgan Evans. Woo! Yes, it yeah. is. Thank you very much. Speaking of heaven, send me to heaven, Evan Reich. Woo! Oh, yes, thank you very much. Lovely. Ross Pooper Scooper Cooper. Hey, yes, thank you very much. Never wrong, Tyler Wright. Oh, yes, never wrong. The Incredible Tarzo. Tarzo. Yes, thank you very much. 
LL Cool J. Pause. Thank you yeah. very much. And finally for today, Pledge Hammer Power. Hero in the half shell. Woo, yes. Whatever that means. It's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hero in the half shell. Yeah. Total power. I didn't know that. I know their names, some of them. Raphael, Michelangelo, Donatello, and Spud. That's exactly right, yes. What's the last one called? You'll never know. Uh, let's talk about the rest of the show now, though, mm. which started off um, with Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, and Paul Heyman coming out to the ring, which is what they do now. Uh, yeah, I mean, as great as all these promos are, and as much as I love Roman stories and stuff, they should mix it up a bit. Not necessarily maybe leave with Roman all the time, or if they are going to leave with Roman, do something different than an in-ring promo every now and again. Having said that, I thought this promo segment was bloody brilliant. I loved it because... He came out and said, you know, the beatdown they laid onto Kevin Owens last week, well, it wasn't my fault. It was Adam Pearce. He's the one that made the match with Jey Uso. He can't, it's not my fault, you know. I, I, my hands were tied kind of thing. Um, he brings out Adam Pearce and says, that's where the blame should go. Pearce, get out here. Adam Pearce comes out to the ring. And then I love this next bit of the promo. The first bit was fine. It was just, it was a Roman promo. It was good. This next bit, though, I thought Roman really stepped up his game. And he did this kind of like fake, just like, oh, hey, yeah, we're, we're friends. It's all good. No worries. Kind of like fake persona. But every time Adam Pierce tried to talk, he cut him off and just got more like aggressive. And it was one of those where it was beautifully like orchestrated to corner him into saying a certain thing. So he's like, oh, does that mean you're calling me stupid? He's like, no, no, no. I didn't say you were stupid. And he was like, oh, are you saying that you're stupid? And he's like, no. I, I, oh, so, OK, if I'm not stupid and you're not stupid, that's saying that Vince McMahon is stupid. Is that what you're saying on national <laughs> television? Are you saying Vince McMahon's stupid? It was like properly, like really well done. It's like box Adam Pierce into to say things. It was really, really good. And I've not seen this side of Roman at all in his promos, I don't think. And yeah. it worked really well. Some really good, like genuine charisma. Everyone who said like he's a charisma vacuum and all that stuff. He's he's not. He's got some really, really good acting jobs. Yeah. So the 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 story sort of behind the scenes is that Roman is getting a is kind of got a lot of clout backstage now. He's got mm-hmm. a lot of input into his into his creative sort of what what he does in the ring, what he says in his promos. And if this is he this is if this is him, if this is what he could always do, you just gotta think. Well, imagine if this was Roman five years ago. Like right. it, he may not have been this good five years ago, but. At some point in the last five years, if this if this could have been him, then my God, he could have been the global superstar, which he is. It feels like he could become. Right. Um, I mean, he's he's already the biggest star in WWE without question, apart from Goldberg, obviously. Um, but this this sort of promo where you 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 genuinely feel sorry for the guy who he's picking on. Because normally, like, oh, heel. But this line, like, hey, Roman, let him let him talk. Stop being yeah. a, you're being an ass. Stop yeah. doing that. Um, it was so well done. And Adam Pierce is not a small man. Adam Pierce is a big man, but he looked like a child in this because he felt like a child in a playground where he's going, no, I, I didn't mean to say that. And the bully's going, oh, you're you're an idiot, are you? 
no, 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 no. And then he's like, stop hitting yourself. It's that, it's that kind of, it's the verbal equivalent of stop hitting yourself. Like, yeah. stop being an idiot, Adam, you little idiot. Yeah. I loved it. It was so, so good. And yeah, and as well, props to Adam Pierce for this as well. Sold it brilliantly, stopped talking at exactly the right time so that Roman could, you know, cut across him and stuff like that. It was yeah. perfectly done uh, for, from both of them. Really, really, really good job. Um, and they kept teasing throughout the segment <laughs> that, Adam Pierce, that basically they were annoyed that Adam Pierce booked the gauntlet match. He's saying Roman was essentially saying, Look, I've held this company up for the past however long I've been here. I should get to choose my own opponent. Are you saying that you're better than me at picking my own opponents? Like that this is this is my job. Why are you taking it from me? Kind of thing. Um, and they were annoyed that he booked the gauntlet match. Then they were saying, the phone's ringing again. You you talk. Yeah. So <laughs> So yeah, so Roman was was being told like Roman was sort of oh you you're you're better than me at doing this doing that, and I think what a lot of people don't know or not a lot of people don't know but some people don't know is that Adam Pearce isn't just a, a backstage producer like he's got a long career in wrestling, and I'm really really intrigued as to, to sort of the direction of this goes. So throughout the show they were teasing this. There was a promo se- uh, segment with with. Uh, uh, with Paul Heyman, Adam Pearce later on the show, where Paul sort of like, look, Adam, we've we've managed to get you into the match. They say, oh, you're welcome. Good luck out there later. And then in the match, Adam Pearce comes out last, and with Roman, with with Paul, with Jay, and they're like, hey, look, look, Shinsuke's here. We've we've put him on a plate for you. You can just pin him. And then he gets hit with a super kick, and he's all dragged on, and is given the win. So at Royal Rumble, it's Adam Pearce against Roman Reigns. And I'm really interested to see whether they do the classic, this guy's just a producer, he doesn't know how to wrestle, or whether they actually, in the next few weeks, buy into the fact he was a, he was an NWA champion, he was a brilliant wrestler for a long time. He held up different brands for a, for a long time. He's, he's famous in the independent scene. So I don't know whether they're going to go Adam Pierce, what a doofus, he can't wrestle, or whether they're actually going to try and let him wrestle. And even yeah. if they do try and let him wrestle, whether they're just going to go, well, we're going to murder you. In, yeah, like, I mean, in front of I, everyone. I, I had a theory that I mentioned in the edited review um, of SmackDown that I said I would expand upon in this, in this podcast. Well, I'll do that now. Where, <clears throat> as you said, Adam Pierce is a, a wrestler in the past. He can take bumps. As we saw, he stole that super kick bloody brilliantly he folded in half when he took it which was great great sell from him um either he's gonna wrestle at the rumble and i think he's going to get murdered he might have yeah. a couple like hopeful baby face spots and people are like, oh adam pierce he's doing like a couple punches and he's firing up kind of thing but then he'll get like speared and he'll just lose or whatever yeah. or alternate theory hey you know those reports of nxt call-ups coming lately and how damien priest was going to be involved in the the main event segment and this whole storyline. What if Adam Pierce elects a champion to fight in his place and it's Damian Priest, who comes out at the Rumble to fight Roman Reigns? He loses, but he does a really bloody good job of it. Um, yeah. And whether that's done beforehand and announced, or whether it's on the night at Rumble, we're still under the impression it's going to be Adam Pierce. Then he goes, Well, actually, you'll find in the contract that we signed, I was able to elect the champion. Or whether they do a contract signing segment and he. Yeah. outsmarts them and then says, oh, I get to pick a champion. Here's Damian Priest. And then for a couple of weeks, we know it's him kind of thing. I, yeah, I can totally see that happening. So, Because it, it, 
because you've got to wonder what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. Because first, first of all, you sort of think, I mean, Braun Strowman got suspended for pushing Adam Pierce. So is Jay Uso going to get suspended for kicking him? But apparently not because Adam Pierce is now a wrestler. But mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks, if they continue to beat him down, that gives him another excuse. Kind of like, I'm, I'm not medically cleared to, to be in this match, but here's someone who is. And it's the Archer of Infamy, which is a rubbish name, um, is Damian Priest. So I think a lot of people uh, might, uh, some people may look at Damian Priest and go, oh, is he, he's, he, he's, is he Samoan as well? Because he, no, uh, but he's not. He's, he's Puerto Rican, I believe. Puerto Rican, yes. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people thought like he may be sort of inserted into the into the family, and then they went, "Oh no, he's Puerto Rican." So I think that does make a lot more sense for him to be a an opponent to Roman, and especially if he's going to be inserted. There's, I can't see any other way of him sort of in just throwing him into this feud. Yes, yeah, unless you know, unless it's been scrapped entirely, which is totally yeah. possible. They might have had an idea and gone, "Actually, no, we won't do it," and he's just going to stay on NXT now. Totally possible. But if they did want to insert him into main event slot, I think he'd be really good on the main roster. He's mm. got a look that people will gravitate towards. His yeah. voice is incredible that yeah. people will just kind of like, it's it's caramel and people will just like, just gravitate towards it and casual fans will just be like, he sounds great. And he's a really good wrestler. I think, and you know, he's a big lad as well that, you know, Vince will like. So mm. I think, just from a physical standpoint, if you introduced him to a completely new audience and put him up against Roman Reigns, people would be like, I mean, he could beat him. Sure, maybe, you know, just from mm. a physicality standpoint. And then he could pull out all these big moves against against Roman in the in the in their match if they have it. And then Roman can still win and put him away. But but he's made his name on the main roster, and that's what's important. Uh, and this is showing me showing ignorance. Was Adam Pierce ever in Ring of Honor? I believe so. So obviously Punishment Martinez was in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether they could play off. Yeah. Totally. I mean, yeah, he could just say he's an I've known this guy for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I don't think they necessarily need to connect the dots. They yeah. don't have to overtly say it. They can just say, yeah, oh, buddy of mine. Look Wait, at him Adam Pierce and Punishment Martinez, didn't they go to the same school together? No, I'm... I'm... <laughs> but, didn't um... one of them get frostbite and that's why they don't wear boots in the ring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Adam Pierce spit off. His toes, um, yes. uh, but yeah, I, I thought right. it was great. The whole Adam Pierce story going into the Rumble, I'm I'm actually really into it. I know some people might just be like, "Why Adam Pierce and not an actual wrestler?" But I, mm. I'm I'm really into the story. The challenge at the Royal Rumble generally doesn't matter. It's generally just some kind of like filler feud. And if you want to have Adam Pierce, I really like that. Roman's had a lot of problems with him, and it kind of showcases Roman's dominance over the show. It was even little things like. You know, they, they super kicked Adam Pierce and he was down in the ring. And then Roman told the bell guy to ring the bell. It was like, it was Roman's call to make yeah. that that part of the match start. And I was like, okay. I like, it's Rome. It feels like it's Roman's show. And this is a way just to showcase that through right. this match. I'm into it. And it also helps with the symmetry because obviously on Raw, you've got dominant hairy man facing old bald man. Mm-hmm. And on SmackDown, dominant hairy man facing older bald man. So. Roman's not that hairy. He's got a beard, and he's, he's got, got a long beard. hair. Yeah, yeah, that's hairy. Sure. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I like that Adam Pierce story. But something else I liked was Big E versus Apollo Cruz, which came next for the Intercontinental mm. Championship. You know, the open challenge that Apollo Cruz accepted last week. That's how open challenges work. Um, 
I rolled my eyes in the first couple minutes of this because I thought they were going to do something that was rubbish um, because it, they started off really quick. Like they were hitting big moves right out the gate. Um, Apollo then hit a superplex onto Biggie after about like a minute and a half, two minutes, hit a big superplex. And then they both rolled each other up and both their shoulders were down. So it was a double pin essentially. Yeah. And it was going to be a draw. They cut to an ad break. They come back. They're still disputing who won. The referee was saying, nope, both your shoulders were down. This is a draw. Title stays on Big E. And Big E is like, oh, that's a shame. But okay, you know, is what it is. That's fine. Goes for like a fist bump and a handshake with uh, Apollo. And Apollo's like, no, I beat you. I this is my this is my title. I beat you. And he slaps Big E across the face. And I was like, okay, I'm into this. And then the match gets restarted because Big E was like, fine, let's do it. And immediately Big E just destroys Apollo, just suplex, 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 belly to belly, throw. I was like, I love serious Biggie when he gets fired up. This is yeah. great. That yeah. that was really cool. That was really cool. I almost would have preferred if Biggie had just sort of taken it upon himself to be like, look, that wasn't that that wasn't a finish to this match. Let's mm -hmm. let's go again. Instead of having to force the kind of baby face to slap him. Because that's that seems to be the only way anymore to get Biggie fired up. Because, like, was it Sami Zayn who slapped him a few weeks ago? And he was like, oh, okay, now I'll wrestle. Um, I don't want that. I don't know. I don't know it to be like the whole Festus thing where he can't wrestle properly until he gets slapped in the face. Well, he can still um, wrestle. He just gets no, more I know. serious. I, I know he can, but I feel like I would just, I, I don't, I would like Big, I would like Serious Big E all the time. I think that's kind of what I'm going, getting at. I, I don't want it to be some kind of cue. I want him just to be able to kind of just, pull it out from the beginning i would love it if all his matches were just him just absolutely destroying people with I his think I, I i disagree <gasps> i think i i only want serious biggie in short doses because that makes it way more special if he's serious yeah. biggie all the time it will get you know it, it has a shelf life I, but if he's just biggie and then occasionally he whacks out this very serious side of him you go oh god i'm into this that's when he yeah. get the big like pops out of it. I I really liked how this was done. I think it's because I like it so much that I just mm. don't feel like right right because because we haven't had it in a long time. I'm I, it's still relatively fresh in my mind. I know we've had it a lot like in the past, but in its kind of current interpretation of his character, we don't get this very often. And so I'm like, oh yes, I just love it when he just shows how unbelievably strong he is. Mm -hmm. Like. He is he I and mean, he's he's a powerlifter by trade. I mean, he is he is ridiculously strong. I mean, I mean, I I am the size of one of his muscles, um, and just to see him be able to like throw Apollo Cruz everywhere. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, it's not like Apollo Cruz wasn't doing his own stuff. I mean, there was a, he did, he hit a couple of great like moves on on yeah. Big E. They're both unbelievably well, unbelievably well built men, um, and. Yeah, you got to wonder what's next. Is if if he's going to carry on doing these these sort of open challenges, whether we're going to get another. We should probably probably say who won the match because we haven't Sorry. said that yet. Apollo Cruz is the new Intercontinental. <laughs> um, Biggie Biggie won the match, didn't compete. Yes. Um. I, yeah. They had a nice back and forth after the match got restarted. They had a little nice match back and forth for a while. Biggie hit the big ending and won. I thought it was really good. I, I quite, I'm quite intrigued in the character motivation of Apollo now. Mm. I don't know if it's an out-and-out -out heel turn or anything, but it's nice to see some sort of three-dimensional character that's not just, you know, pure white meat baby face all the time. 
I I like this. I like this a lot. Apollo felt he was cheated out of the win and just slapped him and was like, no, I want to fight you. Um, and you know, accepting the open challenge last week is kind of a heelish thing to do. So I'm 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 intrigued. I'm curious to see where this is going. I I thought this was really, really good. And speaking of dimensional characters, Sonia Deville um is back, as we saw last week, uh, mm-hmm. in her fantastic return segment in which she walked down a corridor. Yeah. And she her new character is that she is Adam Pierce's wannabe assistant. Yes. I, I know I think actual assistant, because we saw her yeah. later on as well actually helping. However, you can tell that she's still a heel. You can tell that mm. she's still, you know, she's probably just trying to further her own career, which is cool. But I mean, I I think she's better as a wrestler, personally. Mm. She's great as a promo if she wants to be backstage and you know doing stuff for Adam Pierce, cool and all. But yeah. I just I just want I, to see her wrestle. Yeah, I've, I've never. I've never looked at her suck up character because she is such a, a good wrestler and she's such a such a sort of intense character when she can, when she is allowed to be that I get it like like you say this is the this is this is her way of trying to kind of get further in her career sucking up to not GM Adam Pierce uh Royal Rumble potential main eventer Adam Pierce mm. so yeah it's not bad like i'm definitely not saying this is a bad thing i mean it it gives her something to do and it keeps her on tv but like you say i I would still prefer her to be a wrestler just like we had last week it wasn't the worst thing in the world bringing her back and having people act as if she was a big deal but i would have liked to see her just run into the ring and knee everyone yeah exactly um after that we got bianca bella and bailey both announcing themselves for the rumble because they kind of have to um because they don't have enough women and then we got the smackdown tag team title match which was the street profits versus the dirty dogs of Ziggler and robert rude uh real pet peeve hours here we go i hate it when someone comes out makes an entrance cuts to an ad break we cut to a after the ad break we come back to a backstage promo that has nothing to do with the match we're about to see and then we cut back to the entrance that was still going on from before the ad break. It just winds me up so much. So the Street Profits come out, we cut to an ad break, we come back, Carmella cuts a backstage promo, and then we get the match. What? Just do the promo elsewhere. It really bugs me. Here's an idea. Do the promo before the entrance or after the match. Wacky idea, I know. know. It winds me up to no end, and I know it's not a big deal, but it winds me up. Anyway, Kamala cut a promo on Banks saying she's better than her. Cool. Street Profits versus Dirty Dogs. Uh, the story of the match is Montez Ford's knee, which uh, they got attacked last week with a chair. Nice continuity. I like that. And it was really, really, really played up in this match um, to the point where Ford was already kind of hobbling around a little bit. He did a dive to the outside and then he could barely walk afterwards. He was like, I can't even like get back up on the apron. Took him ages to get in. Dawkins was getting beaten down. He managed to get back in. Dawkins was taken out on the outside and they, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode just manhandled him and just tried to hit big move after big move after big move after big move. And eventually they hit the Spinebuster zigzag combo and they pinned Ford yeah. to become the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions, which I like. I liked yeah. it. 
I yeah, so I, I genuinely went because they kept hitting big move, big move, big move. I was like, okay, well, they're not winning this, are they? Uh, I thought, okay, well, the, the street profs are gonna kind of the baby face are gonna somehow find a way to win. And it was, it's not like these matches really had a lot of build, but it's almost because of that that I'm actually unsurprised that they did win because they they do like to hot shot these belts just on random episodes of of SmackDown and Raw, like historically, not not that recently, but sort of it, it does happen where you'll just be on an episode of Raw and you'll go, oh. Okay, we've got new tag team champions. But like you say, the Street Profits have gone a bit stale. Their character doesn't really do it for me anymore. Um, so I'm not disappointed to see them lose the belts. I hope that this can give them a bit more of an opportunity to kind of develop their character a bit more. The worry is, now that Rude and Ziggler are champion, is who they're going to be facing for the next yeah. year because there really aren't a lot of tag teams. Yeah, I, I'd be careful with the description of hot-shotting the belts because Street Profits have held the belts since March last year. So I, I, I wouldn't really call I meant historic, Historically, no, I didn't mean yes. these specific belts. I meant tag belts in general are are the belts which, if they change on a on a on a non-pay-per-view, you expect it to be the tag belts. Gotcha. That makes more sense, right? Um, but yes, anyway, I'm I'm quite happy to see them without tag belts just to change up their presentation their presentation whether it's been red belts or blue belts has been the same since march last year it's been pretty much identical characters and not much has changed at all for them so i want to see them change a little bit now they've not got the belts hopefully that you know gives them some new fire or like character edge or just something that's a little bit different about the street profits because they do need a little bit of a change uh, and yeah as you mentioned before who was ziggler and rude gonna feud with it's gotta be the street profits because lucha house party i guess is that the only other one maybe i, I like there was cesaro and nakamura but they might not be a team anymore yeah it's the knights of the lone wolf but they're heels so like probably not um i mean it'll probably be street profits again you'd think once more maybe at the rumble yeah at, at least once more yeah um i mean yeah this 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 has this has three month unnecessary feud written all over it. Because yeah, it there does. aren't very many tag teams left. And there aren't that many baby faces kind of that you could see. I mean, do we, did you say Otis and Gable? No, I didn't. That's a, that's a tag team. Yeah, that could totally yeah. work. But I mean, if you're just going to shove Otis into a tag team, just bring Tucker back. I mean, like, they've done exactly the same Tucker thing. Doing on they've Raw. done exactly Nothing. the same thing with the Iconics. They split them up yeah. and then they put them in tag teams, but separately. And then they they split up Otis and Tucker, and then they put Otis in a tag team. Like it's it's baffling. And speaking of the Iconics, speaking of the the Iconics, also they do do Otis and Gable versus Ziggler and Rude. So it's versus Ziggler again. You said do do. I did. Um. Yes, we had a, a Heyman backstage promo with Adam Pearce first that we mentioned earlier. Um, doesn't really make sense that Heyman can pull strings and get Adam Pearce in the match. Who are you talking to? Why can't Adam Pearce just take himself out of the match? Whatever, we'll roll with it. And then we got on to the Riot Squad and Billy Kay backstage after Billy Kay started siding with the Riot Squad last week. Uh, I thought Billy Kay is very funny. Um, her comedic timing is is spot on, and I thought Ruby Wright actually did pretty well in this segment as well. 
and uh, Brady K came up to them to be like, what do you say? We make that Riot duo a Riot squad again. And they were like, uh, thanks, but no thanks. And she did the really awful, like, fake crying and just be like, well, Natalia and Tamina didn't want me. And now you guys don't want me to do but but. And then Liv Morgan was just like, oh, you know, well, we don't want to, we don't want to abandon you. And she was like, oh, I knew you'd come around. Like, you know, instantly stops that. She hands her, her, her um, resume and says, it says professional mosh pitter on it now as well. Can't wait. This is going to be great. See you later. And Ruby Wright turns and goes, it actually says it, professional mosh pitter. I, it was they, great. They weren't crocodile tears. They were crocodile Dundee tears. I know you were waiting to say that for so long. Australian. Uh, no, no, what I was actually, genuinely, what, what I was actually going to say... really need to stop throwing your mic around. That's the thing that's picking up your audio. What I was actually going to say, Pete, is <laughs> that... Um, uh, what I was actually going to say is that um, while I would like to see uh, the Riot Squad getting more ring time because Ruby Wright's great, Liv Morgan's mm-hmm. great, they looked like they were having a lot of fun in this backstage mm-hmm. segment. I mean, I think it's easy to just have fun with Billy Kay around, but they they just looked like they were enjoying the hell out of this. And really, that's just nice to see, frankly, given given, given the way they've been booked uh, yeah. for the last four years. Um, yeah. So there. There you go. I, agree, yes. I, I don't know where the story is going. No, it should be all right. Uh, and then after that, we got the main event gauntlet match, which we've already spoken about, which took up, you know, majority of the show. Um so yeah, I thought obviously there's no NXT call-ups, but I have my my theory as to why. So either they've been scrapped entirely or they're moving on to something else. But I thought this was a solid show. I enjoyed yeah. all the matches on this card. There was some nice solid progression up to Royal Rumble. It's a good show. Yeah, can't really was, complain too much. I can't really think of anything that was bad on the show. No. Uh, good matches. Yeah, like you said, good character development. Really intrigued with the whole Adam Pierce thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, th- a, 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 not just a three out of four, but a solid three out of four. Absolutely, a solid three out of four. And I, th- I think the fans uh, agreed in general. I think there was a a pretty a decent uh, majority of fans went for either good or excellent. So Yes, that was on our, our Twitter poll. You can follow us mm. on Twitter, at WrestleTalk underscore TV, and you can cast your vote over there when we put up the poll for the show. Yeah, I think it was like 49% did uh, good, and then I think it was something like 20 presented excellent so yeah uh, majority agreed it was a very good show Uh, speaking of moist we weren't speaking of moist we were speaking of moist in the intro to this podcast but sure let's go off that speaking of moist we've got an email here from jack the moist sensation oh look at that segue i'm glad that's where it went because i was like huh I wonder what the email's about. Is yeah. this a new thing? No, it's definitely not. Uh, yeah, we're going here from from Jack the Moist Sensation, who says, uh, "Hey guys, it's Jack the Moist Sensation. Mm. Happy New Year! Good to hear you had decent Christmases and the same shall I stay up dilemma on New Year's Eve that I had. I just listened to your Christmas special and I found it awesome. How little mix broke you all. Speaking of somebody who had to listen to music under work base, see, speaking of somebody who had to listen to music under work based duress, I." Really empathize with your struggle of having awful tripe forced into your ears. Little mix, little talent. Ooh, that's a spicy take. I, I yeah. So I was genuinely astonished with how divisive 
uh, my comment that Little Mix weren't that great. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't say Little Mix. Little Mix are the worst band ever. I think I said they're a bit naff. And, yeah. and like, they're just like any other band, which I'm, I'm not saying that, like, I know every Little Mix song because I don't. I could probably name one. But I have heard plenty of their songs, and they do seem like a lot of just sort of... Have they got a song called, like, Cannonball or, or something know. about a ball? Little Mix have a song about balls. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, and and I said that I just didn't think they were very good. And Luke, I know he had a, I know he had a few beers. Yeah. But my God, that is the angriest I have ever seen him in my life. <laughs> Leapt on that, didn't he? He, I, th- I think he called me, and I will have to bleep myself here. Do an, not a, an effing p. Mm. Um, and I was like, wow. I I, I genuinely messaged him afterwards. Went. Mate, I'm really sorry if like I I didn't know what <laughs> I genuinely didn't realize that that was such a like a, a thing. And he was like, oh, like oh, he never he, and he never replied. But <gasps> since, since then, I haven't had any. We've we've been pretty civil, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I spoke to Ollie about oh, it. There's a phone ringing. Sorry, oh. hold on. You just keep talking. I'm gonna mute my. I uh, I spoke to uh, to Ollie about it the next day. He was like, oh no no, don't worry about it. It was all it was all a laugh. And I'm like. Yeah, but was it? He seemed he seemed really furious with me over the little mix. Um, yeah, li- little mix are are, are fine, um, but yeah, obviously one one member short now, and I'm just having to to fill from little mix stuff here because Pete's phone won't stop ringing. Um, but I'll, I'll keep going. Other bands I don't like. Um, most modern ones uh, don't like rap music. I do quite like the weekend. There you go. That's a modern person that that I like. Um, <laughs> is it still ringing? It's still ringing, everyone. Uh, this is what happens when I panic and I'm on my own. Um, I like ABBA. I like musicals. I think the God, that ringing. went on for ages, and then they yeah. had, they left a message on the answering machine and oh, everything, um, no, and it was, was an the, automated thing. What was it the was message just... about? It was an automated message or something. Oh. Like bank account used Amazon Prime. Like, Shut up. Um. Anyway, yes. Sorry, we were talking about. Little... I haven't even finished the email yet. Oh. But Little Mix. Uh. Yeah. I I resent them for the time where I was working where I had to listen to Little Mix all the time. Oh. I'm sure they're fine, but there... I personally just can't get on with it. There was a song by Pink. I think it's called What About Us or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, that's one of the lyrics in it. Yeah. And I used to work at a small newspaper in rural Wiltshire, which is in the sort of, which is Wiltshire. for Wiltshire. For everyone else is near Stonehenge, which is sort of in the south, sort of central south of England. Um, and for some reason, Spire FM, which is the local uh, local radio station named after the, the uh, Salisbury Cathedral, played this song about 12 times a day and my boss was adamant that he had to have it on and i hated that song so much to the point where when it came on the radio i would go to the toilet mm-hmm. and wait for about 4 minutes so that i when yeah. i came back it was not playing yeah no, oh, i feel that sorry pink i'm sure it's a fine song but when you hear something that much you you hate it's like it's like your alarm clock in the morning. You just learn mm-hmm. to hate it. Anyway, yeah, exactly. carry on, Peter. I'm gonna carry on with the email now. Um, <sighs> but yeah, thanks thanks for the the rant on Little Mix and Pink. Um, Jack continues in his email. 
My question this week is a, is twofold, uh, is a twofold and name-based. Uh, the first is, as always, the English language, or at least the concept of spelling and misspelling names. Uh, see, I have a, hmm, hmm, these miss some words here. I'm assuming I have a friend who used to be called Brian, but we got bored of calling him Brian as the spelling of his name caused fractious conversations. So we now call him Clefty G instead. He loves it. So, Andy, do you spell Brian with an I or Brian with a Y? What's the so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that this friend was with a Y. It's with an I. Oh, because that's that, that is the that is the correct way of spelling Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you spell it with a Y, I mean, clearly there's something wrong with your parents. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I do know, I I know, I in fact, someone I work with is called Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's obviously Brian Alvarez, uh, f- uh, who is a he's a got a Y wrestling journalist, and he's got Alvarez. a Y. Um, but he is also the world's most mopey human, so therefore, you probably should spell it with an I because clearly having a Y makes you more angry and sad. There's, there's also Brian Zane, he spells it with an I. He's an I exactly, and he's a nice guy. Uh, no, yeah. absolutely no problems with Brian Zane whatsoever. I'm trying to think of other yeah. Bri- Brian Cran. What's Brian Cranston? Is he a? I believe he's a Y. Oh, uh, but Brian uh, Cage is an I. So that's something. Uh, let's have a look. Brian Cranston. Oh, yeah, he is a Y. Yeah, yeah he, but he was a meth addict in that. What about Brian Danielson? Oof. Oh, is he's a Y? It's a Y, mate. Oh yeah, but he's a vegan. So <laughs> there's there's something wrong with all of these people, really, with who spell it with a Y. Um, but yeah. Clefty G. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe no his name is like no Brian Cleft Cleftson, or because I hope it's not that you're like making fun of that he's got like a cleft palate or something. Because that's that would be horrible. That would be terrible. Yes, um, let's not do that. So, so don't um, do that. Um, yes. But I would personally spell it with an I. Yes. If I uh, if I if I was naming a child and their child's name was Brian, and I didn't have a choice, I didn't have a choice on what the name was. I just got a choice on how it was spelt. I would spell it with an I. But let's face it. Why would you call a child in 2021 Brian? <laughs> who, who? Sorry to all the Brians out there, newborn Brians. But if your parents in 2021 look at a newborn baby and go, "Yeah, Brian." It's like I know there are generational things, and therefore, obviously, in like the '90s, when I when and the and the sort of '80s, when Brian was a quite a, a a common name and and a popular name, you sort of get it. But like, and I've mentioned this before, but my dad's called Trevor. Mm-hmm. But if in 2021, if you look at a child and go, "Yeah, Trevor," mm-hmm. like because Trevors are born at 50, like, and and that's yes. not a that's not a slight on my dad, but he is a he's a classic Trevor. Do you, do you um, want to know a very popular mm-hmm. Trevor? Ricochet. Yes, he is. Trevor his Noah as well. Trevor. Isn't his name Trevor Mann? Trevor Mann, yeah. Which sounds like like a fake name that a cartoon character would use. <laughs> uh, like a lady cartoon character who's trying to get into a males-only nightclub. I am Trevor Mann. Mann. Yes, Man. exactly. Yes. Um, yeah, Trevor's are only born at 50, and it's only grandparents from like 80s up that are called like Gertrude and stuff like that. Uh, Matt Margaret. Uh, Winifred, yeah. there's sort of old-fashioned names. 
in yeah, because in in twenty twenty one, but judging by uh, celebrities, you can only call your child something completely stupid. Yeah, that um, isn't a name. That isn't a name, like like Rue or something like that. Um, <laughs> which is a Shots fired. which is a milk and flour based cooking sauce. Um, <laughs> Or something like North, or there, yeah, there are there are there are celebrities. Even going even going so far back as the Beckhams, like Apple. That's not no, it, that's really. not that's not the Beckhams. That's uh, that's Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow. Is it? Yeah, the Who Beckhams. Are Brooklyn, Brooklyn uh, Knob, uh, Seaman. No, I'm making these up now. Uh, Smeg. Oh no, really? I, think, I couldn't tell. I, I think they've one. Got, I think they've got, got one called Harper Seven. That's right. That sounds familiar. Uh, Brooklyn. Oh, God. I'm going to have to Google this because it's going to annoy me. You're going to have to Google it now. But um, I remember hearing Apple and I was like, I mean, that's not a name. The thing is, compared to most of them now. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Romeo. Better. Romeo. They've got Romeo. Okay. Um, but Apple, compared to most names now, Apple's a brilliant mm. name. Like, yeah. Um, Obviously, uh, rest in peace. But there was like peaches geld off. So there was a there was a <laughs> fruit era. Um, yes, I mean obviously there was a there was a limit. No one was no one was going around calling their child like persimmon or or pomegranate or guava, grape, uh, <laughs> grape. Uh, or yeah, I don't know, um, uh, watermelon. But um, and then you've got names. There's a. Do you know Penn and Teller, the famous yes. magical act? Yes. I think one of them has has a child called uh, Moxie Crime Fighter. That sounds familiar. Yes. yes. And Frank Zappa, famous musician. I think his child is called Diva Thin Muffin. <laughs> um, it's literally like the thing from Friends. Yeah. Of uh, Phoebe changing her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just um, and she and then you're being surprised that it actually stuck. Right. I, I just, I don't, I, I, I get that it is a, a narcissistic thing where you're sort of like, oh, this will be, I'll get, I'll get in the news for this. If mm. I name my child something, I'll get a news story written about me, and and therefore people will be talking about it because I've got a child with a silly, uh, a unique name. Yes. Your unique name is stupid. It is not. It's the same thing with this whole spelling thing. Spelling it in a ridiculous way that'll have your child explaining it all their life. That's not a cool thing to do. If, you, if you're going to call your child something, just just call them that. It's fine. You don't have to make it different. Anyway, should we talk about something nice? Sure. For the last couple of minutes. Um, I thought we could do a, a, mini, a, little, a little segment, given that it's January, of mm -hmm. people who have already given up on their New Year's resolutions. So obviously, it, lovely. It's the new year. But so I'm gonna rub I'm gonna rub my news resolution into people's face because I haven't given up. But if you have given up on your news resolution, let us know why, because I think that could be quite an entertaining thing. Uh, so, yeah. uh what is it? Support, Support at WrestleTalk.com. I was gonna say that, but I was yet? like but I was like, is that is that the one for the mental health? And I was like, no, no, that's wrestletalk.com forward slash support, support each, other. each other. Yes. Yes. But um, wrestletalk.com forward slash support gives us uh, it's a donation link for when we're doing our live streams. Yeah. So for the for the first time in my life, I'm genuinely trying to gain weight. Like I'm mm -hmm. actively, actively trying. The last couple of weeks, I've been eating like a like a like a pig because I, that's what I need to do, and I've been doing exercise and stuff. So last Sunday, I weighed myself, and I weighed I think 132 pounds. Mm -hmm. Five days on, 
I weigh 135 pounds, Pete. Wow. Three pounds in a week. And I'm feeling good. I'm eating well. I'm eating all the calories, all the protein. I'm I'm taking vitamins because like because my cal- my diet needs to be so sort of protein and fat and carb based. It's hard to get in other all the things I need. So I'm taking these uh, these adult gummies, multivitamins, uh, oh which God. sort of have like vitamin A and vitamin B and C and stuff in that. Like so, I don't have to worry too much about that. Obviously, you should it's preferable just to eat things with that in but if if you if you can't like me that i just don't i just do not have enough appetite to just eat another three oranges to get my 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 vitamin c in but uh yeah no i feel i feel good about myself so actually if you've done if you're starting a new resolution and it's going well let us know and if you've already given up let us know because i feel like there could be a nice a nice contrast we could call it the new year's Retribution. I don't know. Mustafa Let's Ali. Not do that. That sounds no. awful. Um New Year's. Hmm. What rhymes with revolution? Resolution. Um New Year's Evolution. Mm. New Year's. Oh, this is gonna be this this is a great segment. Email uh, in your suggestions, support yeah. at wrestletalk.com and also send in your New Year's resolutions it, that you've either been sticking to or have failed at already. You, you told me last week that you wanted to be happier. Are, are you feeling happier? Yeah. Good. I am. Good. Yeah. Tell you Excellent. what, I I told this to, to Ollie earlier in the week very quickly because we are running over time here. Um I recorded a sketch video the other day. <gasps> which I, I've never done anything like that before, um, which was quite an experience just in terms of like framing and writing the script and doing all the, the takes and I had to dress up as different characters and stuff like that. It was all sorts of, all sorts of stuff. Um, and I, I sent, I did a little first draft of it and I sent it out to my friends and they were like, no, this is actually like quite funny. I was like, yay, that's good. Before you say anything, before you say anything, I was like, I want your honest opinion. If you think it's not funny, please tell me it's not funny. Like I don't, I I would p- potentially be uploading this to YouTube. I don't want to like be an idiot. And you guys go, yeah, no, it's great, and then upload it, and everyone's like, this is terrible. Where's the jokes? Um, but yeah, no, I'm getting some some good feedback from it, so I'm happy. Don't ruin my happiness. Which channel is that being uploaded to? Potentially, Pete. That's being uploaded to a D and D YouTube channel called Warcaster. That's my channel. Yeah, well, Warcaster. You should probably Pete, do some mouth noises. Oh yeah, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna upload that's that. Awful. I'm gonna upload that to my OnlyFans, uh, and don't. I'm gonna get five million views. Cool. Uh, anyway, we should we need, really need to get out of here because we're going to be running late otherwise. Uh, but yes, thank you very much for listening, everyone. We appreciate you. We're going back to normal next week. So Luke is back off from his week off, uh, which means I'm no longer on the Royal AEW podcast, which probably everyone's very happy about. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we're back to normal team at full strength and we're, in the, we're gearing up to Royal Rumble. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care of each other. Stay safe. We love you very much. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 